by, by leveraging your relationship assets. And, and most people think of centers of influence, and those are fabulous, and or they think of their clients. But but there's also a way to do this, uh, and I'm going to share with you a great example. It's been you know we do it in Blueprint all the time. I mean, we have just honestly we've generated so much revenue and just so many great things have happened just for families and everything because we leverage some of these methods that we're talking about. Um, and, and man, if you do this right, I don't think people would ever, when they see me, want to hide because I'm gonna they're gonna leave with an Amway kit, right? And so. Um, I hate that. And if you do this right, man, you can really expand your network and grow your business in a cool way without ever selling anybody anything. And so that's our goal. I mean, a lot of this is we, we, we simply, we're just connecting ourselves with potential buyers, but beginning with the relationship, right? So many people want to put too much of a business influence on this too early. And it hurts them, right? And so, what's the what's the saying? People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And, and look, man, if you do this right and, and actually care about people, um, the, the people know it, right? They just know it soon. And so, um, this has certainly been a big deal to to us. If I need a if I need a new client, I, I don't call a prospect. That's not my first call. My first call is going to be to a client or some type of relationship that I have. And, and they're going to do the, the hard part for me. Um, it's not hard for them. It's hard for us. And, and let me tell you something else, man. When, when, especially if you'll just tell people, man, I need your help. Well, just the power of, man, can you give me some help is, is very powerful. But, so, um, but again, you all know. Um, okay, so uh, sorry about that. Just got disrupted. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. Got distracted. Um, I know that was probably weird, but we're weird around here. So um, I forgot my point, but let me kind of jump into it. I'm going to show you how to build a referral system that, that can transform your career forever um, in a very meaningful way without selling people anything, caring about them, and educating them uh, into a new reality. Part of the problem with getting in front of new opportunities is they think they know, but they don't. They don't know what they don't know. And so and that, that's why we've got to use some more, you know, maybe more ambiguous, uh, ambiguous uh, or educational type things. So, um, and, and so let, let's talk about, let's kind of define what a relationship asset is. Uh, first of all, a relationship asset is anyone that you that that could potentially introduce you uh, to uh, an ideal client prospect, right? Somebody that. It's a prospect that meets your ideal client profile. And, and so, um, and, and of course, within side of 
that list of people, that there are different categories of relationship assets that will impact how we use them and how effective they will be and that type of thing. So we've segmented it into type A, B, and C. Type A, these are our home run hitters, right? These are, these are people that, that actually, they love us. First and foremost, a type A relationship asset, they love us, right? If I pick up the phone and call them, they're going to call me back, just based on who I am to them, right? And, and also a criteria of type A is that they're, they're either a client or they are a center of influence, right? So uh, type A, all three of those criteria are, are, are there. They love you, first and foremost. Um, and secondly, they're either a client or a center of influence, right? So that's what makes all, all three of those really, or, or two of those, make up type A. Type B are people that, that love you as much as, as the people in the type A category, but, but it might not be as obvious in a business context that they could be a meaningful center of influence for you, okay? that they're not clients, that they're not traditional centers of influence, but they are people that know people. Y'all, one of the largest deals I ever wrote when I was in the software business was because one of my best friends uh, who was m married uh, to a guy that, that could introduce me to someone else. And had I not thought of her, she loves me, right? She's one of mine and my wife's closest friends to this day, and I've known her since the fifth grade. She was on my list of relationship assets. There was no direct connection point uh, for, from her to, uh, to, to a potential buyer, uh, I thought. But, but there ended up being. And, and it was one of the biggest deals I, I ever wrote. It was awesome from this guy that was in a running club with her. Um, so um, really cool. Really cool. <laughs> Hannah said maybe that's a sign you should start running, um, which... Anyway, um, and then there's, there's type C. These are people that they don't necessarily love us. They probably would if they knew us, but, but they just don't know us well enough to, to know uh, whether or not we're fabulous. Th these, are, these are probably more than an acquaintance. You, you know, I've got people that I know really well inside of, you know, coaching my son's baseball team. They wouldn't be great friends, but we spent a lot of time together over the last four or five years rooting for the same kids, their, their kid and mine, right? You know, school, I've got relationships in my kids' school, too, through sports and that type of thing. These are not people I hang out with a lot, but, but I have more than a slight acquaintance with a lot of them, right? Uh, maybe, maybe for you, that's, you know, you go to SHRM events or networking events. There's people that you know, you bump into them uh, on some type of, basis, but, but they're not necessarily professional tie-ins, right? And, and they don't necessarily love you. However, they do know people that, that could be a big deal to you, okay? And so um, let, let me give you an example. We, we have this client, um, and it all started when my brother realized that his neighbor across the street, who, who was an orthopedic surgeon, knew this guy that was an ideal prospect for us, probably the only one in a town the size that my brother lives in. And, and so he, he, he would really be type C, right? He's definitely a type C. He, he's a neighbor. We didn't 
do a lot of things together. He's just a, uh, he's either an orthopedic, actually he was a cancer doc, not, not an orthopedic surgeon, he was a cancer doctor. And so Jeff knew that this guy we were trying to get in front of was active in the American Cancer Society and that there was some type of connection point there. So he walks across the street, like literally like a Saturday morning when he sees the guy washing, you know, watering his grass or something like that. One of those types that likes to water their own bushes, you know. <laughs> um, and so Jeff's over there in his, I mean, literally it's Saturday morning early, morning coffee, you know, house shoes and pajamas and a robe. And they're just catching up a little bit. And Jeff, but, but Jeff's going over there specifically to, to get introduced to this guy, uh, or, or to what we call research and decision point, which is where we're headed with this. And, and he starts talking. He goes, "Hey, man, do I do I have it right that you know Boz?" And, and he goes, "Oh yeah, man, I, I know Boz really well." And he goes, "Man, I, I thought you did. I'm kind of doing some research on him. I've heard great things about the guy. I'm thinking about reaching out to him and you know just to start a relationship." He he would be somebody that would be an ideal client for us. I don't know if we'd ever work together or not, but um, do you think he's a good dude? I mean, is he worth knowing? I mean, even if I never work with him, I mean, do you think he's a good guy? And it's just a conversation a couple of neighbors are having. He goes, man, Boz is the best. You, you definitely need to meet this guy. Well, just not the type that's going to try to leverage the cancer doc. Who's busy? and Who knows? It was just It was just awkward for him. That's where the decision point comes in, right? We call it research and decision point because we're doing research about the prospect we're trying to get in front of, and then we have a point of decision to make based on how well we know the person and and, uh, and how uh, much we feel like this person will be willing to do for us, right? And how good the relationship is between the person we're talking to and the person we're trying to meet. So there's a lot of variables there, right? If it's really high, they love us and they'll do anything for us because of who they are to us. Then great. If it's not, then then, uh, then we're gonna we're not gonna ask them to to make an introduction. If it is, we're gonna ask them, right? And so anyway, Boz has been a client of ours now for five or six years. He was a Type C connection that we were able to use. I'm gonna show you how we did that in a simple way that nobody ever felt like they were sold anything. Boz was defenseless at 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 meeting with us. He couldn't turn it down on many levels that we'll explain in a minute. But I, I want to understand, you need to understand your relationship assets, right? And and, and anyone uh, you know that could potentially introduce you to uh, to an ideal client prospect is, is really anyone you know is potentially a, a relationship asset that could get you there, right? And so you need to categorize these. What I'm saying is I'll, I want to encourage you, make a list of 50 people. It, that may seem daunting to you. But, but if you're a salesperson that doesn't know 50 people, you got a problem uh, for sure. Uh, make a list of 50 people. Don't worry about what category they're in yet. Just, make, just start making a list of people that, that, that love you. Then, then once you do, and, and again, this is a list that you're going to build for the rest of your career, okay? Um, and, and once we make the list of 50 people, then, then we're going to categorize them later. Are they, are they type A? Are they type B or are they type C? That that's going to impact the the research and the decision point angle, right? And so, um, so once we uh, once we do a, a list uh, of of our relationships, again, regardless of how well you know them, um, anyone that might take your call 
all the way. And that could be your, your spouse or parent. Anybody's included here, okay? Anybody. Because when we see who they're connected to, we're going to use this, this, this method to get in front of them, okay? Um, so I want you to try to get 50. If you just can't get 50, I think that's a problem. You know, we, I'm working with some clients that are, that are doing a, a referral-based program for their employees that are not salespeople. For them, I would ask them to begin with 30. Uh, but, but again, this will expand to hundreds of people over time. This is the greatest asset you have is your, your people, right? It's your greatest asset, okay? Some of you, if you don't have, if you can't come up with a list of 30, I'm just convinced you're in the wrong career. Uh, so, so again, here's a sample relationship asset list. Bob, Fred, Jane, Susan, Tom. Once I create my list, I then want to categorize them. Bob is an A, Fred is a B, Jane is a C, Susan is an A, Tom is a C. All right. Now, I'm going to start with my A relationship assets first, figuring out who they know. I'm going to cross-reference that with who they know, right? And so um, once you've uh, categorized them, an easy way to do it is to go on to LinkedIn. It's probably the easiest way that I can think of. Um, but beginning with your type A relationships and then working your, your way out to type, to type C uh, assets. Um, as an example here, uh, Bob, uh, I figured out, knows Tammy at ABC Company and Gene at XYZ Company. Uh, Fred knows Garth at Acme and, and Betty at Johnson Company, right? So that, that's kind of the formula there. I'm taking my relationship assets. I'm going to categorize them A, B, or C, and, and then starting with my A relationships, I'm going to hop on LinkedIn and figure out who they know. So hopefully we're tracking here. Um, so once I do that, then the protocol is going to kick in, right? So I'm going to reach out to Bob in the name of research, right? In the name of research, I'm going to reach out to Bob and I'm going to ask him if he knows Tammy, right? Uh, and if he knows Tammy pretty well, great. I can either ask him to introduce me to her, and y'all, it doesn't have to be a formal business introduction. In fact, I'm going to encourage it not to be that way. It needs to be more relationship-driven, not introducing as a vendor. Hey, hey uh, Bob, this is Chad, or this is Producer, uh, or, or once I've asked uh, Bob to give me an introduction to Tammy, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to send you an email. I don't want this to be business-related thing. Who knows if I'll ever work with, with Tammy or not. I'm not worried about that. And you don't even have to send it. I'm just going to make it easy for you. And then I would present this, uh, I would present this email to Bob and go, hey, Bob, just send this. And it's basically this. Bob's going to send this to Tammy, and he's going to CC me on it. I work with Chad. After a recent conversation with him, I think you two need to meet. I don't know if you all would ever work together uh, or not, but you all would both benefit from knowing each other. It doesn't have to be that word for word, y'all, but, but man, something that simple and that clean uh, is, is about as good. It's so hard for the recipient of an introduction like this uh, to, uh, to, to deny it, right? And so let, let's say I'm on the phone with Bob, and, and I'm not feeling the warm and fuzzies. Bob's busy. I can tell he's busy. And, and, you know, he's in the, the, the heavy season of his business through April, and, and me asking him to do that is just uncool, just for that reason. Just, you know, whatever the reason may be, you're just going to have to use your judgment 
And, and that's what the decision point is. Am I going to ask Bob to introduce me to Tammy or am I not? I've got clients and friends. I'm going to ask them because I'm a big deal to them and vice versa. I would do it for them. And these are people's weddings that I go to, right? So those kind of people that you know really well, ask them to introduce you. Those that you don't, which is what the decision point is about, or if you know them really, really well, and maybe that introduction is not as powerful if they were to make it, you can still use their name. And so, again, we're calling our introduction source in the name of research. I've heard good things about Tammy. I wanted to know how well you knew her. And, man, do you think she's worth getting to know? Once they say yes, we're going to use that later. All right? And so uh, if we don't get them to make a, uh, an introduction for us, uh, then, then now I'm going to reach out to Tammy. Uh, and, and I'm going to say something real simple. Hey, Tammy, uh, you know, if she's on the phone, I'm going to say, hey, Tammy, my name's Chad Jenkins. Hope you're doing well today. Hey, hey Chad. And I'm going to say, man, I just got off the phone uh, with Bob. Uh, and we had a, a conversation about you, and, and that's what prompted my call. Has Bob called you about me uh, by, by chance? That Tammy's going to say no, and, and then and then I'm going to say, okay, if you want to find out about me, feel free to reach out to Bob. Uh, but but the reason I'm calling is because uh, when Bob and I were talking, I, I I'd heard good things about you, and, and I and I noticed that you and Bob were connected on LinkedIn, and he said y'all had a great relationship. And he said, you're a great person and really worth getting to know. And that's what has prompted my call. Uh, I'd love to see if, man, we could uh, go grab some lunch sometime or I could swing by your office. I'd love to introduce myself and uh, what we do for people like you. Um, if you even want to say that, just say, hey, I'm active in this business community. I've heard good things about you. I'd like to meet you. Um, it's a very difficult thing for people to deny, just like it was for Boz. Uh, and so... Um, that that's kind of my point here. I want to make sure just to kind of just put an end cap on this is that we want to list out our relationship assets. We want to categorize them A, B, or C. And then we want to understand who our ideal, our, our introduction sources, our, our type A's and type B's and type C's, who they know that might be an ideal prospect for us and uh, and then I want to start reaching out to them based on who they know, and then I've, I'm going to do research on the person I'm trying to meet, and then I'm going to do decision point. Y'all may have introduction emails or scripting that's better than what you're doing, uh, but, but but this is a tried and true formula. All these I know some people on the call are man they're they're less likely to, uh, you, you know, uh, some people are just, man, they've got a ton of friends and that's the way it is. They they have a ton of people. So, Michael, I just, I had the, uh, the question box uh, minimized. So, uh, I wanted to 